0: BDSM and non-standard relationships. star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as, well, as well as simply
1: fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. <laughs> this week on Erotic Awakening, the sexy librarian.
0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi Don. Hi Dan.
1: So this week you, and or actually I wouldn't say you and I, but actually it was just you. You sat down and spoke with Rose Caraway, the sexy librarian from the Kiss Me Quick Erotica podcast as well as the Sexy Librarian blogcast. Indeed.
0: So you were supposed to actually interview interview her, but things came up, so I got to do it, and we had a great time. So we had a, a nice talk about the work she does, and the audible books that she does, and the zombie cock erotica. We had to talk about that. <laughs> really? She Is that a thing? Yeah, she says it's actually hot. She did the the, the reading of it. She's the vocal artist for it. And I did the reading of it and said she's actually... It's going to be a series, so she'll be reading more. But uh, she's got some stuff on audible.com that I really Mm -hmm. want to check out. There's like werewolf erotica and things like that so
1: okay i'm still uh, stuck on the zombie one but we'll yeah, find out I, we,
0: we, we've got some credits available on our audible.com i may too. have to pick right. up
1: some of those books i think we have like 19 credits <laughs> something available. like that uh, so. because as we are trying to get through the longest book in the world we, um, backed up a little bit.
0: we did we did so but werewolf erotica <sighs> biting and growling and yeah. <laughs> I'll have to take
1: your word for it. And we also have a pretty interesting question of the day, kind of a topic of the day. Uh, we received a email not too long ago about um, someone is trying to get started in the life of the BDSM and power exchange and Pleasure, and uh, we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, okay. Before we get there, I do want to mention that Jordan from Pennsylvania has found us on the newsletter, and subscribe to the crazy newsletter that we never send out.
0: Nice. Well, we'll be back on track with the newsletter. We've actually um, spent most of our weekend working on Beyond the Love, so as soon as this is uh, completed and put to bed, then we can get back to our normal routine, like, Podcasting every week and the yeah. newsletter once a month. And oh, then it'll be time for Power Exchange Summit. Yeah, if you're <laughs> getting tired of, if, behind again. <laughs> if you got tired of
1: listening to our uh, going on about Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit, don't worry about it. It's done. It's going to happen next week. By the time we podcast again, it'll be in its rear view mirror. Although we did have a 20% increase in ticket sales this time around. We
0: did. Oh, my goodness. We actually had to um, shift some stuff around because of the number of the people that we've got coming. So fabulous we're excited so but uh it's gonna be fun we got absolutely. all kinds of new things in place too like the flirting the flirting envelope board mm-hmm. so yep so a couple of new things it's gonna be awesome
1: absolutely so i want it so we did get this email not too long ago i will summarize it as such the person who wrote in says that they are uh, pretty new to all this stuff and about two years ago his wife Uh, sprung on him that she might be interested in the BDSM and wants to be a bottom. Uh, As the writer tried to learn more, trying to determine whether they want to be a master or a top. And by the way, in my book, they are different things. Um, We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Said they're having some trouble finding information, likes the idea of power exchange, doesn't like the idea of causing pain. And that's really the thrust here of what we've got. Uh, likes the idea of doing what they want when they want, but generally it 's a make someone feel good thing versus a uh, cause pain thing like so they give the example of bending her over the couch and finger for her for a little while then that 's what I want to do and also this idea of having some fear of fucking things up they 're mm-hmm. in a long term marriage it 's uh, they get along really well he doesn 't want to push this whole BDSM thing and fuck things up. So I want to address this first bit in that, yes, a master and a top are two different things. The top is the person who leads a BDSM scene. Nothing more. Right. A master is more likely, at least in my book, and people can define it differently, but I'm going to call a master somebody who leads a power exchange relationship and is responsible for someone in a power exchange relationship.
0: Yeah, and and I totally agree with that. And he's got the last line on here that says, um, can one dominate or top through pleasure and not really get into punishment? So, and I I think these are good questions. I mean, someone that um, wants to just play... To me, that would be a top. A master would be someone that is master for the whole relationship. And that would involve punishment as well, for the most part. Mm -hmm. But again, I guess it's how you define it. And what's coming to mind is like, for you, Dan, you are my master you're responsible for the relationship. It's 24 Mm seven. This is who we are. You've mastered a, another person, you've mastered a slave. So you have found ways of, um, of helping me be empowered as a slave, but it does involve pleasure. It does involve punishment or correction, or we haven't done punishment in a long time, but you'll do it if it's needed. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I try not to, I I try to make sure it's not needed. Good punishment is not a good thing. We're not talking about punishment. I don't like disappointing you. So I don't like the punishment. Um, but we've also got, I've also got, well, we're calling him big D in the picture, right? Mm -hmm. He is not a master. He's not my master, but the relationship that we have he does have the dominant energy, even though it's more 50-50. But it, so this is really hard to explain. He is dominant when we play. He mm-hmm. is the dominant when we play. I don't top or dominate, but there is no punishment involved. So you can play in a way where you are a dominant, right. and there's no punishment involved. So, and I don't see our relationship ever going in that realm. So can this guy be a top or a master and it just be pleasure? I guess it depends what they define, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, for myself, the um, now, well, let me, let's continue on your path. So would you say that big D is a sadist? Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so the trick is here. Um, the, the question Can one dominate top through pleasure and not really get into punishment? Now, I understand that we're using the word punishment a little bit differently. It's me. Um, Punishment is something that you use to correct the power exchange relationship. Uh, Punishment, in the case that our questioner is asking, is saying, can I do BDSM that includes inflicting pain? Mm. So, uh, And if that's not your bag, then don't do it, you know? Uh, I would explore it some. I don't think there's anything wrong with exploring it. Find out what it's like to swing a cane or to spank someone. And and by the way, I would start with spanking. Spanking can be a very sensual sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And especially once you see how the person responds, you might find out that it's a little more appealing than you think it is. But, um, you know, a lot of domination comes from not necessarily causing pain, but simply grabbing hair and pushing Mm. and forcing and driving (laughs) You know, um, so, you know, like you said, you know, you want or like our questioner said that they want to, you know, that their idea of domination could might be just I want to just grab her and bend her over and finger her for a while and then go on about my day. That to me actually is a wonderful definition of pleasure topping,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: especially if you're getting something out of it as well. Um, And we we do a Fair amount of that as well. And we certainly, we used to do more of it where I would just grab you and finger you for a while and <laughs> and then just go on about whatever I was doing where the whole orgasm's not really a part of it, keeping you on the edge um, and just doing it for my own pleasure. And I still have a tendency to grab your head and put it on my cock if that's what I feel like doing. Um, and it becomes a very much a shared experience for us. I would recommend, you know, if your spouse wants to explore BDSM, then sure, there's nothing wrong with giving it a try and seeing how it feels for you.
0: You might find that, the, like you said, the spanking can be something that you can put into it because mm-hmm. spanking can be sensual. It just sounds like he wants to be more sensual than anything, and he may be surprised what turns him on.
1: So, so uh, what if he tries these things and it doesn't turn him on?
0: Well, then they have to talk. I mean, this is where the communication comes into play. And will they want to try something different? Will he want to try to find someone else for her to play with? I mean, what direction is that going to go? How comfortable is he going to feel about that? How comfortable is she going to feel about that? Right. I mean, it's not just just his his being comfortable with it as well. She may not want to play with anybody else.
1: And certainly... um we don't want to confuse things that BDSM by default is a non-monogamous situation. There are many monogamous couples mm-hmm, that involve in BDSM. But some people choose to explore non-monogamy of some sort, especially around BDSM where one partner enjoys... For example, Don. if you were a big fan of getting tied up and that was really important to you, we would have to explore it with someone mm-hmm. else because I'm not a good rope top. I, I can't... Well, I, I suppose if I was really... Dedicated to learning how, but I don't get anything out of it. Right. And for it to really work, hopefully your partner's getting something out of it. And I do get something out of your pleasure, whether it's caused by me or by someone else.
0: So, well, you're lucky because I'm not a rope bottom. So, yes. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are, but I'm not. So, and I really can't. Think of anything that we don't jive on with with uh, the whole BDSM and kink thing, so mm-hmm. that I could use as an example. Though we do play with other people, but um, yeah, I just give it a try. I mean, it doesn't. Ha- the, my main thing to tell people is it do- is that it doesn't have to be anything. Right. You don't have to design something that's based on what someone else has done. Um, if you want to try the sensual stuff. Try learning, what, hot wax, um, sure. just about anything that can be done sensual, body massaging, um, a little bit of tantra so that you can give her a yoni massage, which means finger fucking, <laughs> which is, it sounds like he's already good at that if he wants to throw her yes. over the couch and <laughs> finger her to orgasm. So, but um, I get that whole, he wants to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fun part. So then you got to see if it works for her because she may want something to go along with that and not just be taken whenever and not getting something else in mm-hmm. return. So, but then again, that may be enough for her. So I guess the moral of this, this story is communicate, 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 and then communicate a little bit more between spankings <laughs> or <laughs> playing.
1: You know, and for me, I, You know, I'm a big fan of I would rather regret doing something than regret not doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is your partner of some over 10 years and they're interested in exploring something. Um, You know, to be a partner to their exploration can bring a lot of joy. And it seems to me that that's the better path, you know, to embrace the idea of being a partner as you try something new. And see how it works versus, you know, the fear of, well, what if this hurts our relationship? Well, it might, but certainly doing nothing doesn't benefit your relationship. And you never know how things are going to go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of it, you just got to go try and stuff, see how it goes. Again, you know, it's that whole, I would rather be sitting at the end of the days when you and I are sitting on a porch Mm. somewhere looking back at life. I would rather look back and say, hey, you remember the time we tried, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, that was a dumb idea. Versus, you remember that when we thought about trying something and we never got around to it right. or, we, or we let the fear of it stop us.
0: Right. Because so, sometimes you miss your moment being able to try things. So, And uh, we try not to miss our moments anymore. So no regrets. Well, there you go.
1: So there's the question of the day. Um, I hope this person listens and, tr- and writes us back and lets us know how it goes. If uh, you would like us to come watch you play, <laughs> we would be happy to do that. You can get a hold of us in a variety of ways. For example, Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com is the email address.
0: Exactly. So um, some people are finding us on Facebook at Erotic Awakening, all one word.
1: Or via the voicemail 614-414-2072.
0: Nice. I like to hear people's voices too. I like to hear how Google tries to translate it first.
1: (laughs) I like to get pictures of chocolate dripping on breasts. So we have food on boobs from Saquatch, the chocolate dripping on the breast and cake that was breast shape, which is not exactly food. On boobs, it's food that is Is boobs. Is (laughs) boobs, and then
0: I had Silver Mask from Manitoba. Mm -hmm. I think that's Canada too. Manitoba, Canada. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they sent me a link to an artist that's done all kinds of like Oriental squid and octopus paintings. Though one of them had a huge snail on their buttocks. It wasn't squid. It was a snail. With a slimy trail. <laughs> so I haven't decided if that's hot yet or not. Yeah, it's not. I
1: know. No. Um, yeah. And then um, on, uh, I see that you have one other thing to say, and I'm pointing on our little script. And oh, do your papers. I? Do yes. I,
0: I do. I do. So... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky, fun group. Find out more at dot
1: I understand uh, tickets for their next event. Big event <gasps> is already on sale. Winter Wickedness? Yes.
0: Awesome. 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 Hotel Takeover event again. Always mm-hmm. a good time. So we're kind of running on low energy tonight a little bit. Wonder if it has anything to do with working the last forty-eight hours. It on probably Beyond has. Love. It probably has. <laughs> uh,
1: so, Don, if you and I were to do an audio book, would yes, you? Sir? Uh, I think you and I could actually do the audio book. I think that we would mm-hmm. be the narrators for it. Uh huh.
0: Uh, I think we could do that.
1: Either whether it was Living MS, our book about power exchange relationships, or Sex Stories and Power Exchange, our naughty book.
0: Our short stories. I think that would be awesome. So I think we could do it. I think we have the voices. My voice isn't so shy anymore.
1: No, it's not. No, it's not.
0: We should talk to our publisher.
1: Well, we might do that. But first, <laughs> let's talk with uh, Rose Carraway, the sexy librarian. <laughs>
2: So tonight I have on the phone with me Rose Caraway. So and I'm told that Rose is one of the number one iTunes podcasters in erotica and erotic romance. So and also part of the sexy librarian blogcast. All, all that just sounds so naughty. But uh hi Rose. Welcome to the Erotic Listening Podcast.
3: Oh thank you so much for having me. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Yay.
2: That is awesome. I was looking through some of your stuff, so I've got some questions for you, but I, I, oh, they're going to have to wait just a minute. So, why become a podcaster in erotica and erotic romance?
3: Oh, because somebody needed to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, people get their calling, and I have been writing and reading erotica. Forever, like literally my almost my entire existence, I feel like I've been writing and reading it, and I just felt that there is an entire world out there of people who would also be able to enjoy it, and my husband convinced me he said, yes, you should put your stuff out there for free for the rest of the world to enjoy and um you know it's funny in the beginning, we started our podcast, the Kiss me Quick Theratica Podcast. In the back of our minivan, and that included rolling up all the windows here in California, in the garage, in the back of the van, layering the sleeping bags for soundproofing. While well, my husband kind of squeezed into the passenger side of the van with his laptop and condenser, and then I was in the back with the microphone and the music stand and all the words on the papers, and and uh, we just started recording from there and um oh man, in more ways than one it was hot work. But it it's it's just blown up since then and we've been doing it for nearly four years now. So it's been
2: wow exciting
3: ride. Yeah.
2: Well that sound that sounds just kinda hot and naughty anyway, hidden in the minivan trying <laughs> to <laughs>
3: There may be a kink for that somewhere. I don't know for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is. So. So, well,
2: yeah. you know what, so, I find? I support it. <laughs> what I find interesting, though, is the whole um, audio part, the whole audible part, because, like, I'm someone that's really busy and I love erotica, but I don't have time to read anymore. So I do a lot of downloads from audible.com. And that was one of the things that I was noticing on here is that you're on audible.com. You've got stuff there that you've done. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh, uh, you see, you're
3: my people. That's great. Yes, audio is the future. It is It is a baby right now. Audible is still a baby. Um, it's still growing. It's still figuring out its legs. And, um, the world we're just busy we're busy we've got to go to work we've got all of these things that we have to get done throughout Mm -hmm. our day and there's less and less time for ourselves and for us to share passion with our partners and um i we decided a long time ago that um We wanted to get it into, or I wanted to get into narrating actual audiobooks, whether they were my own or someone else's. Because, um, you know, the podcast is completely free, but we needed to figure out a way to sustain that freedom. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got to keep the lights and the microphone on somehow. And so we decided, okay, now's the time right now to start recording some audiobooks. So that is how we get our income. Um, and my husband actually produces everything and, um, he is amazing. He puts in the podcast, he, he incorporates, uh, music into all of the stories. So if it's a really dramatic story, it's just, it's exponentially, uh, better with, with the music that we find to put in there. And, um, you know, same with, you know, the horror or the romance and the soft side of stories uh-huh. and erotica. I- um, and he produces all of the audio books for me also. And then we submit it to Audible and and voila, there we go.
2: Awesome. Well I'm looking at some of the titles right now and I've also got to say that um we just did a class, Dan and I just did a class on um talking dirty, naughty talk. huh. Um, up mm-hmm. in Chicago and we keep telling people to to um to learn how to do the naughty talk. To speak the word so that you don't stumble over them if you're going to talk dirty to somebody. And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here thinking, wow, what a resource this would be actually to listen to someone else tell the stories. So absolutely I
3: mean... absolutely, yes, I encourage that <laughs> <laughs> um there you know what There's something with the dirty talking. It's so fun, it's very central, it's very intimate, you know, there's nothing like the soft lips next to the ear or mm-hmm. through the earbuds you know through your phone. um it is an amazing experience, and it's so accessible, it's so easy. Everybody's got a smartphone and right. You know, it, it's the stories that I have, especially for the Kiss Me Quick's, because they are so dramatically done. They're perfect for people, you know, couples to just chill at the end of the day and sit side by side with their glass of wine or whatever and listen, and then let what happens afterwards happen. Um, I, yes, I definitely encourage people to to try it, and I suggest picking up their favorite um, erotica anthology because they're short stories. And mm-hmm. if you just kind of put the candles on and, and read a few sexy words, somebody else has already written, somebody that's very well crafted with, with creating a scene, I don't think that there's anything that can beat that.
2: Mm-mm. So, so I am looking at, um, let's see, the Kiss Me Quick's erotica mm-hmm. podcast and um, the first one that i'm seeing is red hot zombie cock (laughs) (laughs) wait wait say it again (laughs) red hot zombie cock
3: Yes, <laughs>
2: that's like, the so Z-
3: zombie? I don't
2: know.
3: <laughs> that's exactly what I said. It's so funny. Uh, we're laughing now, but I'm telling you, it's hot. Um, okay. <laughs> I uh, this story. The story "Red Hot Zombie Cock" is written by one of my favorite erotic authors, Tamson Flowers. She's a UK girl. Hey, Tamsin. Um She wrote that <laughs> as part of a zombie. Erotica anthology, and it's called Erotic Clips, and it's all zombie erotica. And I thought, what is this? I what? I don't think so. Like I love <laughs> The Walking Dead, right? right. But there's nothing erotic except for you know a, a sex scene here or there. But there's nothing involving zombies. Well, little did I know, zombies are horny babies. So I started reading this. <laughs> oh my god, I fell in love with the whole anthology. Loved it! Oh no, now yeah, I'm gonna have I, to listen to it. <laughs> oh my God, you have to because it's 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 like a movie. Um, it's written just like a movie, and it's very dramatically um, done. And the music fits so perfectly. And we've got zombie noises and oh, my husband outdid himself with this one. Oh my <laughs> God, I love it, and I want more of it. So um, yeah, it's it's fun to try new things and that's what erotica really good at too for people is letting us kind of safely try new things um nice. and i appreciate that
2: yeah let the imagination flow i like that so but i gotta tell you when i went on to okay. audible.com and i was scrolling mm-hmm. through the books it's like the big book of orgasms you gotta mm-hmm. have it 69 stories of sudden sex Found <laughs> by Lust, which is romantic stories of submission and sensuality. I know I can't wait till Dan comes home. And then, um, but the one that really stuck out was uh-huh. Make Her Howl Werewolf Romance, oh. Rough Sex Erotica. I, I, oh, I gotta tell name. you, I have to get it. <laughs> I'll be okay. buying it tonight.
3: <laughs> oh yay well i would appreciate that greatly um that was one of the first audio books that i ever did um and that's for michelle fox her name the author's name is michelle fox and she's got a lot of little wolfy tales that she puts out um i love werewolves also i i love the horror genre i am a stephen king fanatic Mm -hmm. um you know one of my favorite quotes Ever, ever, ever is a Stephen King quote, and it's a short story is a different thing altogether. A short story is like a kiss in the dark from a stranger, and I included that in my Sexy librarian's big book of erotic anthology because I thought it was so perfect because short stories are so fantastic, I love them, and um that audiobook, Make Her Howl, is a shorter one. Um, it's not sixty-nine stories; it's just one single story. But it's fun. It's really hot. Ugh, werewolves,
2: sexy. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I'm gonna get that when and listen to it. So, and uh, I know I, I listen to. Um, I think I actually listen to Stephen King quite a bit on our drives. Just finished the Dark Tower series. So, oh awesome. yes. But we do a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so audiobooks are perfect. Exactly. So what else do you do, Rose?
3: Oh my gosh. Um, aside from narrating, editing, writing, and um producing audiobooks, I well, I'm in the middle of writing my werewolf novel. It's actually more of a, a wolf shifter uh, novel. It's not you no know, the monster werewolf. Um it's the actual the animal wolf. So um, I'm in the middle of writing that, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, on the side, I'm I'm a walking contradiction. Um, I'm a housewife. I have three kids. My husband and I have been married for 15 years, and one of the things that kind of shocks people is that I love MMA. Um, I I enjoy going to live fights and watching warriors be warriors, and I have actually trained as well and i did uh my own amateur fight in a cage and um it was so awesome um <laughs> i i i love physical athleticism that's one of the things that turns me on and is definitely part of my writing um I I love you know the whole cliché of rippling muscles well, and it still kind of works for me. I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy reading about the drippets of sweat falling down the six pack. <laughs> I thought that stuff It's so nice. Really, but I do. It's fun. That's ah, the beauty. he like
2: to hear that. that. He hits the gym every yeah. day. So. <laughs> Ooh,
3: very good. He'll very like good.
2: So yeah, yeah, he'll like that. So if you like sweaty, no. <laughs> <laughs> totally hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, awesome fun. so you've got some writings going on and you've got the blog cast you've got the oh my I do. see I'm scrolling yeah, through well, all of this it <laughs> sounds yeah
3: <laughs> one of the things that one of the things that was really fun like with the anthology that i just did was getting to actually interview a bunch of the contributing authors and i did that on the sexy librarian Blogcast. um one of the things about me is that i am just as much a fan of these writers as i am um you know their editor for this book and um Oh my gosh, it was so it was so amazing to get to talk to these people and with Skype I swear to God this world has become so small. These people are they once, you know, were unreachable and mm-hmm. I've made contact with them and had conversations with them and and really developed great relationships. Um and it's been such a wild, crazy, awesome adventure and it's only just beginning and that's the exciting part is it's only just beginning. So I, I'm I'm tickled. Oh, practically every day, I'm grinning ear to ear like a dork.
2: <laughs> well, it seems neat. you have been doing the podcast for what four years. How long have you been doing the Audible books? Ooh, about the I same, would say
3: maybe about the same. Yeah, not quite as long. You know, I had to I had to learn to get my voice narrating and so some of my earlier stuff isn't like especially in the podcast oh my gosh if you go back and listen to let's say the very first episode books and boners my very first narration um you can hear my nervousness there's no inflection you know i'm trembling and oh it's it's so it's at the same time embarrassing as it is pretty cool because i i I know my personal growth and my husband has watched me, you know, develop um in the booth, you know, and it's been really cool. Um, one of the things that I did to kind of practice and if anyone else out there wants to narrate professionally, you gotta find someone that you really love to listen to and see if you can do it, um, like they do. And you've gotta practice uh-huh. the stuff that you really enjoy reading. Um, which I also encourage, you know, the short story anthologies. Um, because they're perfect. They're not long and generally there's only like two characters unless you go the menage route and mm-hmm. then there's of course more. But um it's so it's really fun because my major influence was Kate Mulgrew and that's Captain Janeway from Star Trek. And oh yeah that yeah. woman oh my god, that woman has got pipes on her and a quality of performance that uh, I only dream of having. <laughs> like, right. that's my goal. <laughs> that's my bar, you know. Um, but I also reached out to other erotica narrators, and one of them um, is a really good friend of mine, and that's Lucy Malone. And she also narrates erotica, and we, I've had her on my Sexy Librarian blogcast, cast, and um, she's got pipes on her, too. She's got that deep voice, and you know my mm-hmm. voice isn't deep, it's a little on the higher end, but, um, you know, I bring a whole new thing to the story, so um right. but he was very supportive and offered wonderful advice um you know, and that's really great about the sex positive community, no matter where you're coming into it, everybody is so accepting and very mm-hmm. eager to point you down the right path. you know, oh, you need this, oh, you go here, this person is great, and then from there it's it just your career can blossom um, mm-hmm. because of the sex positive community and um uh you know that was something that I didn't expect. You know, this is a performance um career and, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, in Hollywood it's so competitive. It's highly competitive and right. cutthroat and, you know, it's it's if you don't make it you're not gonna make it and but that's not the case. Everybody holds everyone else up, you know. If they're doing it honestly and, uh, right. you know, actually really working, you know, you can't, you can't do any of this stuff overnight. I mean, you know, with podcasting, it's
2: mm-hmm. there
3: are tumbles and bumbles and fumbles that go along the way. You got to learn how to roll with those punches and learn how to grow. Don't be stagnant, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the support has been great.
2: Awesome. You know, that's been our experience as well. And, you know, that people helped us out when we needed help and pointed things out. And it's, you know, helped us not be stagnant as well. So, which is actually very good because, like you said, the first podcast, when people tell me, oh, we went back and started at episode one for Erotic Awakening, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh. No, no. Go to, like, number 30. They
3: started 30. Left.
2: Exactly. Well, we were still presenting together, but podcasting, I had an issue with interrupting Dan, and you can't do that if you're doing it together, <laughs> you have to interrupt and get your own voice in. So, but I had to learn that trick. So, uh-huh. oh, that's my a,
3: That's a tough one. That's a tough one, especially if you're, like me, I'm a talker. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Yep, so well we both are. So that gets a little complicated, but no. Yeah, we have our thing. So I'm glad it's all working out for you though. And I love to hear the excitement in your voice after doing this for four years. It sounds like it really is a passion.
3: It absolutely is. It is what I was meant to do. You know, and and there are not many people who get to do what they really truly want to do. You know, they get stuck in that rut. Um there mm-hmm. was there were there were huge sacrifices that had to happen uh, in order for the Kiss Me Quick to work to be successful. And you know, when I tell people how how much money we did not have, you know, how many potatoes mm-hmm. we had to eat during the week, and you know, we had to ask people for you know, not people, but um, you know, mother-in-law and and supportive family members, can you help? We got you know, we got the house payment coming up and. Fortunately we had a huge support uh through the family also and without them it just it, we would have sunk. Uh we couldn't right. have done it. We couldn't have quit our day jobs that were quite lucrative and um you know, it's unsatisfying.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: This this is satisfying. You know, you you get to make a difference in someone's life. You get to bring passion to people who otherwise have a hard time finding it because they don't have time.
2: Right, right. So, well, it's, like I said, Rose, it's always great to come across someone that's got the passion for it So and the drive. So it's just, it's just great to hear. So how can people find out more information about you? Oh, very, very easy.
3: I'm everywhere. Um, <laughs> social media is something that we <laughs> take close attention to um, anybody interested in getting more free audio can go to thekissmequicks.com I post all of my episodes for free there including a lot of extra stuff um, I'm also, if you want to help support the show I am at audible.com just search Rose Caraway, and the menu of everything that I've ever narrated will pop up there I'm on Twitter at Rose Caraway. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm everywhere. I think I'm even in Reddit and, and Tumblr and Google Plus and Pinterest, <laughs> everywhere. I'm all over. Great.
2: Great. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with you, Rose. So and um I am now off to go buy some werewolf erotica. So <laughs> Thanks, Rose. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you,
3: thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the
1: Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Classes begin at 8 p.m. with a party (laughs) immediately following.
0: You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month.
1: The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the the room at the Columbus Insight Center. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at
0: MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and the Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.